Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Trading Card Th Therapy, episode number 47. Number of things to cover today, so we're going to get right into it. The first thing that I'd like to uh, cover is, you know, something I feel that comes up this time, roughly this time, every year. Actually, it doesn't matter if you're a collector or not. And what I'm referring to is, yep, you guessed it, the holiday season. Now, some of you, of course, who are listening may celebrate Thanksgiving, for example, twice. Some of you might celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or other holidays twice. Because you have extended families in different areas, different states. But the reason I'm bringing it up today is I myself am, of course, excited for the holidays. But I also know that the holidays, if you want to do it right, between the travel and the gifts, and of course, I've talked about my son a number of times on here, you want to make sure that he's going to get, you know, some fun gifts. And his birthday, ironically, is the day after Christmas. And so what I'm getting to today is the idea and the notion, which we've covered before, but I want to take a little bit more time on it, and it is thinning the herd. And so what I mean for this fellow collector, at least, and what I'm trying to do is share some advice for a fellow collector or two that might be out there listening to this. I have a lot of cards. Sometimes I'm actually ashamed. And even though I do this professionally and, you know, I'm a dealer, I'm a professional, you know, treasure card hunter. When I say ashamed, of course, it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but yet, you know, I have a few storage units. I got well over a million cards and certainly, at least in my PC, I'm not looking at all my cards regularly. So what I promised myself, what I vowed to myself, this upcoming holiday season, I've already started. So whether it be you're using the likes of Rick Probstein on eBay, or I think DC Sports is another guy here, keep popping up, or there's lots of great auction houses like REA and Heritage and, and you know many others. And then folks who are dealers like myself here at Just Collect and Otia Sports. And Steve Hart from Baseball Exchange. These are all folks who you can sell your collection to and do it comfortably and confidently. But the reason why I'm bringing it up today is because I want you, I'm challenging you because I'm doing it myself. If you are a collector, not so much the investor here, but you're a collector, and you haven't looked at your collection as much as you would have liked in 2023, then I'm going to challenge you. Get into it. Figure out if there's a near set or a starter set you just know you're never going to finish. Or what about if you speculated? And on the one hand, you've made really good money, and so you've decided, I'm going to take some profits off the table. Or for that matter, we all have some duds that we've speculated on. And you're going to take the pennies on the dollar that are left for these cards, and you're just not going to wait any longer. The point is you're going to thin the herd. If, to me... You have all of the cards generally tucked away and you're not monthly, you know, quarterly, semi-annually getting together. Even if it's just you, you're putting on some of your favorite tunes, you're relaxing on a Saturday afternoon. Now, listen, I do that, but I can't get through, but get a fraction of what I own. So what I've realized is even if it's a really good card, it doesn't mean I have to own it especially if it's tucked away. So believe me, I don't want this to be self-serving. 
you don't have to sell anything to me. I certainly hope that you do because I want to own all the cards that, that exist in the world, vintage-wise at least, and you folks all know that. But I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. I'm doing this to really try to help you because really, if you're going to go out and spend 500 bucks, $100, or potentially even thousands on a trip this holiday season or gifts for you know who knows how big your extended family is, it's going to hit at home and make no mistake. There's a lot of prices in the card market that have softened. The economy, uh, you know, has softened in many cases. And there's a lot of uncertainty going on. So I'm just encouraging you that if you have some, whether it be individual cards, groups, or you're like, you know what? I found one piece of memorabilia, one card, and, you know, something that I speculated on years ago, and this player hasn't turned out but it ends up being $842. Well, if those cards don't really matter to you that much anyway, I would encourage you to look at thinning the herd and thinning your collection out, especially in the next 30 to 60 days. You can hit the holidays with a little extra, you know, umph in your step. And if there's some sales you want to take advantage of, Black Friday uh, in the industry, there's a lot of sales. Anyone from David Adams to Steel City to Blowout, um, of course, at Vintage Breaks, we have a really fun stream, I think, that day or that weekend. But regardless, whatever it is, if it's gifts for you or gifts for someone else, I'm just encouraging you to take that time right now. And even if it means you take a night off from breaking, your favorite breakers like Vintage Breaks or, you know, other breakers out there like Grand Slam and Leighton Sports Card, et cetera, do yourself a favor. Do your family a favor. Do your friends a favor because you're going to have a little bit more liquidity and you never want to try to be scrambling. So, that's my two cents on the subject as far as thinning the herd. You'll be able to feel a lot better approaching the holiday season, at least for most of us. All right. Next up, and this is more of just a side note, talking about community and collecting. So I just had the good fortune to purchase this Mike Trout 2011 Finest X-Fractor, numbered of 299, and it's graded PSA 9. Now, according to my sources, my sources being Chris and Josh, because they worked on the deal together, Josh pulled it live on our Vintage Breaks stream recently out of a 2011 Topps Finest box. Well, we got it graded for him for PSA, and it came back a PSA 9. It looks like it didn't get a 10 because of a print line across the middle. And for me, I've grown up with Mike Trout. I think he's one of the best players of the era. I love that it's numbered. I like that it's affordable, that it's a 9 out of 10. And I love that it was pulled live on our stream. So, of course, we're going to induct this into the Vintage Breaks Hall of Fame. A little bit self-serving. It's okay. But the joking aside, this is going to be a keeper. And I'm really excited that Josh gave me the um, opportunity to buy from him before, you know, putting it on eBay or MySlabs or any of the other places uh, these days that you can sell a card and list on a platform. And of course, you could just sell it to another friend. So the idea of community means a lot to me. And it certainly means something to Josh and the other Breakamaniacs here at Vintage Breaks. So as far as trading card therapy goes, I would just encourage you, kind of similar to what I was saying about thinning the, the herd, excuse me, earlier, that if you're thinking about getting rid of a card and you know that it hasn't basically a final destination and you know someone would appreciate it don't be afraid to reach out 
Don't be afraid to speak up. And if you cut some cut someone a little bit of a deal, or you pay a little bit more, but you know that the money's going to a fellow community member, a fellow collector that you're kind of re- rooting for, by all means, you should do that. So thank you, Josh. Thanks to Chris for uh, arranging the deal. And really excited, like I said, to not only have a great card for my PC, but it does mean something to me. And for whatever it's worth, it does mean something to my son. And I think to a lot of 8-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds that are out there that are into collecting, it doesn't matter if you're into breaking or not. The point is that if you can identify that your card was pulled live, I feel like, you know, it's even more important than, you know, like getting an autograph to my son doesn't matter that much. But taking a picture with a star that he really loves, whether it be it's, you know, TV, movie, or sports related, it means a lot. So thanks again. Um, and I'm going to be adding this to my personal collection. So we had talked about this, um, I guess, a number of times uh, over the last, I guess, you know, several, depending on what you tune in here, Layton's Loft, Lunch Crew, which is in our now second uh, episode. We just came out with that yesterday. Um, But I wanted to give a shout out to Mascot. By the way, I'm not paid by Mascot. Ezra's not bought me uh, any, uh, you know, gifts that at least that I know of uh, that are waiting for me. But the reason why I'm so adamant about speaking up for them is that we didn't know much about Mascot. I'm going to explain to you what Mascot is a little bit about today and how I came to learn about it. And it may be able to help you figure out how to sell some of your cards online. What's up, Cuff Daddy? Appreciate the Facebook users tuning in. I'm not able to see your names. What's up, James? Uh, Oring Cards, I don't have a Juju Drum disc, but if you or anyone else out there does have a Juju Drum, please make a comment in the video so you can help Oring Cards. Um, and if you want to hit me up directly, you can always email me, Leighton at JustCollect.com or DM, DM me on Instagram, Leighton underscore Sheldon. So getting back to Mascot, I was on Jeremy Lee's Sports Card Live, which you can find his show every Saturday night at approximately 10 p.m. Eastern time. And I hop on usually for about 10 minutes for something called the Vintage Update. But really, it's a very small part of the show. Jeremy does an amazing job, and he has wonderful guests, and they really range, uh, and they run the gamut. So a few weeks back, might even be a little bit longer, he had Ezra Levine, who used to be a collectible, the fractional share company, so Ezra was on there talking about mascot and being candid with you. I didn't know if he was like trying to find mascots for teams. I, I just had no idea. But I know Ezra's a real smart guy. And I was excited to uh, talk to him about mascot, whatever it was. Well, I was really surprised to learn that it was a platform. And I'm laughing because we're actually using it now. We'll talk about that in a minute. So anyway, uh, Ezra's on there. He talks about it. And at the very least, it intrigued me. So I go to J5, my trusted confidant and right-hand man, both here at Just Collect and at Vintage Breaks. And I say, let's check it out. Let's look into it. Well, it turns out what Mascot is, is a platform and a vehicle that you can enter your inventory for, let's say, eBay sellers. And you might be thinking, well, you know, like I already have software that works for eBay. By the way, if you already are happy with what you have, please, by no means, I don't get any money from this. I don't get any fame. I'm truly just trying to help collectors here on our 47th episode of Trading Card Therapy, quickly closing in on number 50. So what it does for you is it allows you to not only list on eBay, but allows you to list on my slabs. And from what I hear, check out my cards and some other platforms might be coming as well. But the best part about it is it's free. And I was shocked 
when I first wanted to get started, I'm like, all right, Ezra's going to basically say late. You just click a few buttons. Meanwhile, I know it's not that simple. And there's just no way in God's green earth it's going to be easy to get started or they're going to have any ability to help us on the ground. I tell Ezra, you know, offline, I'm interested. I like to talk to him, but I'm really not pressing for it. And I didn't think he was really that interested in signing us up. Well, Ezra reaches out to me and says, hey, late, I have an appointment in New Jersey. I'd love to swing by the shop. For those of you that don't know, we run a store here in New Jersey called Just Collect and Vintage Breaks, excuse me, Vintage Breaks, right in Milburn, New Jersey. And Ezra said he would be willing to come by and sit with our team after talking about Mascot, explain to us what it can do for our business, and he would even help us get started. I really didn't believe him. I thought there was a bill. I even said to him, when you come here, uh, Robert's been with me 15, 60 years. Shout out to him. He's like, late. But they're going to be charging you soon, right? And to be fair, maybe they will. But I've asked him that, and he said, not um, anytime soon. Uh, so like I said, don't take my word for it. Ask Ezra and the team at Mascot. Um, but all we've done is sign up for a regular account. Ezra was kind enough to sit with our team for a couple hours that day. And at this point, not only do we have several hundred items on eBay, but we've done, I think, in the time that we've been on Mascot, more in sales than we did the 60 days or the 90 days prior to that. Um, and there's a number of different reasons why. Reach out to Mascot if you want to try to you know, figure out how the system works, if it's right for you. But I'm proud to say... And I met the folks who run my slabs. I love buying on there, but I've never sold anything until recently. We just sold several cards in the last week, and we would have never been on my slabs if it wasn't for Mascot. So if you want to leverage your inventory in more than just one um, marketplace at a time, and you want to do it for free, all from one vehicle, one website, then of course, I encourage you to check out Mascot, tell Ezra uh, that we sent you over, and maybe if I'm lucky, He'll buy us some munchkins for the office or something like that. But uh, we are happy to try to help the community. And because we're actually using the tool, I figured that I can speak from experience and tell you that it works. It's great. I mean, we have John Kenny, known as affectionately here as JK. He doesn't know anything about listing graded cards on eBay, on Mascot, on, you know, the different platforms like MySlabs. But yet we've trained him. He's now listing cards. So coming soon is going to be some great inventory. Listed through Mascot, look for it on eBay, MySlabs, and to be fair, wherever they add other platforms, we're hoping to add that platform to our portfolio as well. So that is uh, Mascot. And one of the last points that I wanted to cover today, we talked about it very briefly yesterday um, on Lunch Crew, the second episode. By the way, you can find us if you're interested in hearing, you know, the contrast between vintage and modern, this constant struggle between the North and the South. Chris Gilmore and I host the Lunch Crew. Third episode will be next week, next Thursday at noon. Um, it starts Eastern time. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Facebook user. But unfortunately, I do not have a... Uh, I'm not sure of the, the link, James, um, but I know it's mascot. Like I said, we'll put something out. We put out this episode of Trading Card Therapy. Appreciate you guys uh, giving it a look. I know it's helped us a lot, and I think it could help you as well. So as far as uh, the last thing that I covered, and I feel like, you know, I was getting a little emotional, so I want to try to talk about it with a little bit more time here on Trading Card Therapy. This will be the last thing that I'll cover for today. Hobby kindness. Hobby kindness matters. And you might be thinking, well, wait, you know, of course. Not just hobby kindness, but being nice to your neighbor, being nice to your kids, being nice to your significant other, being nice to the cashier at the bagel shop. 
Yes, but this show is about the hobby. And in particular, we're calling it trading card therapy. So we're trying to, if you will, dish out some therapy. Joking aside, I am no doctor, but I do play one on trading card therapy. So what I wanted to share with you very, very briefly, because I went into a little bit more detail on Layton's Loft and Lunch Crew, was I had a fantastic experience sharing some hobby kindness, but not to people in the hobby. I went with my son to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia earlier this week for an appointment that he had. He's doing great. He did great in the hospital. If you need to be treated there, the folks are unbelievable. We decided to bring some cards with us to spread some joy. And we thought it would be really easy to do that. It wasn't because they had protocol, but we ended up giving away a pack of Pokemon cards to a girl. We gave away a box of Allen & Ginter uh, baseball uh, to the folks at the Ryan Seacrest Studios, which actually is right in the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, main hospital there. And they do a wonderful job, so much so that we were intrigued by what was happening. We go up there, like we didn't know what to do with the cards. They're playing bingo with the kids in their rooms, and it was unbelievable. Really very proud of uh, the hospital that my son gets treated there and the whole team. And so we convinced the guy, really my son did, that the uh, packs of cards would make great prizes to give out to the kids. But this is the point. That hobby kindness turned into a real-life lesson for my son, really a, a life lesson for me as well. Um, and so what I'm getting to is I think it's wonderful that the hobby has lots of content and really in a given day or a given week, you can listen to folks like Cage Lawyer or Jeremy Lee or Sports Card Therapist. And there's countless others I'm sure that I'm not naming and all of their content is fantastic. But I would encourage you, especially with the holiday season coming up and without getting political, we all know that there's a lot going on internationally right now in the world. So please, I beg you and I implore you to not only exhibit and show some hobby kindness to a fellow collector, a fellow friend, um, a fellow hobbyist in need, right? Your son, your daughter, your cousin, your niece, your nephew. But what I'm trying to do is to set an example and then have all of us folks who don't own the auction houses, who don't own the grading companies, right? Who don't own the card manufacturers. All of those folks can make substantial impacts on the hobby through kindness. So let's show them through our actions, lead by example, and see where it takes us. And with that, we're going to wrap up our 47th episode of Trading Card Therapy. This is the doctor signing off. Thanks for tuning in.